I heard it perfectly and clearly. Um, the brother okay. said that it was the guest uh, listening to the show and asked the question, where is the throne of David currently today? You can go ahead, though, Brother Idonis. Okay, so the question is, where is the throne of David today? Question? Israel, 
knows, and a sister from the 12 tribes of Israel, when you study the Bible, that is completely false and fake, and it has no weight or no concern or meaning to it anyway. Give me that one in Luke. Israel, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. There was a remaining 
scripture in Genesis and the Raisi, but the remnant of Pharisee who kept the commandments of Elohim, the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Yeshua HaMoshiach. So he is putting it into context of God the Father, God the Father, the King of Kings, and Yeshua HaMoshiach, the Lord of Lords. Now let's go to the verse from the prophets concerning the throne of David. Because what we heard was somewhat kind of contradictory to what the speaker, Captain Azania, said. He said, oh, people talk about the throne of David in the way that we talk about it. It's kind of spooky, and this is kind of Christianity, so forth and so on. But the first thing goes to is the verse that talks about uh, up in the heavens and so forth and so on, and saying it's not really right here. So therefore, we're not talking about according to what Captain Azania is saying. We're not talking about the throne of David that is anything to do with the earth like the real earthly throne of David had to do with the earth. We see the earth and we see men from the lineage of David, Judah, of the tribe of Judah, sitting on the throne of David until the tribe of Judah messed up and went into captivity, came back, never quite restored the throne of David after they came back from Babylon. The ten tribes of Israel never came back from Babylon as of yet, according to the scripture. They are coming back according to what the work says going on now to raise up the 12 tribes of Israel. In Jeremiah chapter 33, concerning the throne of David, the point is the throne of David. So let's look to what the scripture says about the throne of David. Let's hear what the prophets say and prosper. Jeremiah 33, prosper, prevail, overcome, get the victory. Get out of the victim mentality into victory. Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 17, it says, For thus saith the Lord Yahweh, that we, David, shall never lack, shall never want. The word want here is in the context of lack. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not lack. David shall never lack or want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. Now, does this mean that David doesn't have, does he need anybody else to sit on that throne? Or is it saying that the line and the lineage of David based on the covenant of David means that as long as there is a faithful remnant, there will always be an occupant of that throne of David. This is the real world reasoning, right? And does not neglect the spirituality or the spirit because according to the New Testament, some are waiting for Jesus so-called to come back in that sense, but that also contradicts what he says that he will be with those of his faithful people to the end. As it says, where the spirit of liberty is, there is the Lord. And the Lord, I deny, I don't, I don't, I deny, he is with us in spirit and in truth. So there's no spookism. He is within us, but of the faithful of the remnant, to the faithful of the remnant, will continue that covenant that was made with David until such a time. So looking at the verse in Jeremiah 33 and 17, where it says that he would never want a man to sit on his throne, what does want mean in that context? We don't want to get too many verses, but that's a significant verse, because it's speaking about the throne of David in a real, consistent, genealogical descendancy, and also a point to be made about the covenant of David. The covenant that was made with the house of David of the tribe of Judah was that all of those who are faithful descendants will have the right to sit on the throne. The unfaithful remnant will go through the chastisement and the rod of men. Nowhere in the scripture does it say that all of the children of Israel, down to the very least, 
Yeshua HaMashiach. From those Israelites of Ethiopia, we have them keeping the Sabbath, keeping the Sabbath, declaring the Messiah, and being persecuted by the dragon, by the Romans. We have them keeping clean and unclean foods, which the Roman Catholics were very insulted by. They were talking all this false Paul. Not, not true Paul. Paul is true, but the way Paul has been interpreted is false. They were speaking about the separation of clean and unclean foods, and the Roman Catholics were fighting against that. Keeping the Sabbath, right? Unclean and clean foods, the separation, and other things. Other things, including their worship, which had to have the Ark of the Covenant and was very so-called Old Testament Hebraic while declaring the Messiah. That is the influence of our people, of the Israelites, that remnant, that just happened to rule in the region known as Ethiopia, along with the throne of David, and this is a consistent something that we have. A real world something that we see that the throne of David, right there. And when we talk about Zion, another point about Zion. Zion has been spooked out in Christianity, hasn't it? Zion has really spooked out. A lot of us can put in Jerusalem in a sense, Sometimes it's spooked out to be way off in the heavens or way off. Yes, we know what the word says, that Jerusalem comes down out of the heavens. But we also know that Hebrews and our people use language in a twofold sense. Both for physical things and the influence of spiritual things, things that cannot be seen on our physical reality. You see a man, you see his flesh. You don't really know his spirit until he acts or he does something. The same is true. So the spirit and the... The, the, the physical and the metaphysical is one. People like to, to, to divide it and to kind of confuse it. But Zion is the castle of David. David captured the fortress known as Zion from the Jebusites who had taken Jerusalem and called it Jebus, Jebus, Jebus Salam. David turned the name back to its original name from the time of Chelsea turned it back to Jerusalem. He captured a fortress, a castle, a castle, a fortress. Below the Mount of Jerusalem is Zion. If you go into Jerusalem, first you have to stop off from Zion, then you go up the Mount, and then you make it to Moriah, to Jerusalem. The point being right here is that Zion is the castle of David when he returned the ark, or brought the ark from the house of Obed Edom, from Obed Edom to Jerusalem, finally, after Uzzah got electrocuted and killed, and he found the right way. And the ark is not supposed to be born on a donkey cart or something like that. It's supposed to be carried on the shoulders of men, and a particular right and order from the Levites had to be done. And they finally got it right. He brought the ark to Zion. And so Zion, within the Israelites' understanding and the revelation, becomes the monarchy. The monarchy, God's rulership. Not England. Not over here, somewhere else, so forth and so on, but God's rulership, the Most High's rulership, is from Zion because that's the castle of David. So Zion also becomes the symbol of the Davidic rulership, or we can say the Most High's rulership on earth. I'm going to yield right there for right now, just the connection with Zion. Let's start spooking out these things. That's about that Christianity. Oh, oh, yo, brother, yo, brother, hold up, hold up, hold up. You just talked for 10 minutes. I'm not lying, man. You just talked for 10 minutes straight. And the point of the question, you, you, you went all over the place. I didn't say, I didn't say 
the scriptures are spooky. I didn't say the throne of David was spooky. I said the question being asked, when somebody asks a question, and that question being, where is the physical throne of David? That is a spooky question. It's not spiritual at all. You get what I'm saying? This is what I continue to reiterate time and time again on this radio show, is you brothers are infatuated with physical things. That's what I'm saying is spooky. You, 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 you talk about Ethiopia in every context. You understand what I'm saying? And when, when, you, when you respond to a question, you respond to a question with not just the answer of that question or what you feel is the answer to that question. You talk about everything that you know. Give me one minute, Captain Azena. Give me, give me one minute. 
Jesus Christ. Order, order. Christ. One voice, one black voice. Man. One voice. Uh, Jesus Christ is a black man from uh, the tribe of Judah, and he is the rightful heir. Uh, a real person. Of his father, David. Hold on, hold on. See, you're having a reaction, and, and it's not grounded. You have to, you have to be grounded. Uh, Ethiopia, man. You Where is the throne of David today? 
because the Most High, Jesus Christ, is ascended, and that's the end of that. And we are sitting here waiting. I, that's your position. That's fine. Now let's let's have a conversation about how do you not continue to stay grounded in this reality? We have a book that's been manipulated, been corrupted for so very long, and we are now trying to figure it out. We're, this is why I'm, I'm trying to be very slow and meticulous in our search and to bring forth those people who have the knowledge, who have been digging into the Bible and is bringing forth the scripture to kind of realign us back. Because this is about where we're going to go and how we're going to uplift our people. That's, that's what it's about. So I, I, will, I will sit and I'll be patient and let you share your brother, position, but allow the other brother to share his position too. Whether you disagree or not. Brother, but brother, you still haven't answered the question. Which one? I'm going to ask you one question, and you haven't answered it. Which you one? made a statement that I did not say. I did not say the throne ascended into you heaven. You said Jesus Christ ascended. Oh, Shai Mashiach, Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. He's the king, right? He's the rightful ruler over the over. So the where is his bloodline? Where is his bloodline? I'm saying, you, I, I want you to get the concept. I don't think you got the concept of what I'm saying. No, I'm grounded. He ascended physically, right? Okay, his seed line, he didn't have any children, so it stops. He's still there. He's still the king. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's still physically the king. He went away, but he's still the king. He's the king. So Jesus has no children. He doesn't have any children. He doesn't have any sons. So okay. now it's going to go to, to, to this person. It stops right there. But there, you know, but it's interesting what you say because if, if we go at it that way, so that's it. You can't have anymore. That's understandable. That's I understand your position. Yes, you are, because now you're telling us. 
sit and wait. Uh, uh,
he had a position. Why did he just say? Hold on, hold on. Why did you just say? And why did he just say that the phone is in Ethiopia if it's the women? Because Ethiopia have never been conquered. Why did you say And that's the work that has to be done. 
Is that what you're pointing out? If the, the throne can stay with those who have been faithful. The throne both is a symbol, as the brother mentioned, a symbol of authority and rulership and rightful rulership. You understand? It's not the literal key or something like that, but of course, symbolically with a ruler who is sitting on the throne of David, it's that authority that's with that faithful ruler. You understand? I'm saying that amongst the amongst amongst the Israelites in Ethiopia, in that particular region of the world, there was this consistent identity, identification with Israel amongst those people. And the proof and the proof is that some of the Ethiopians who were non-Shemitic, right, non-Shemitic, identified even if these other people have come in here and they feel like these other people have taken over our spot and they don't identify them as Hamites. They identify these other Ethiopians as Shemites. The language of these other Ethiopians who call themselves Israelites is Semitic. Their lineage and their descent is Semitic. Their identification is with Israel and with those parts of the Bible that are very Hebrew Israelites. I'm trying to say that when we talk about Ethiopia, we see now a general identity, a nationality. But among those people are people who are not Hamitic but are Shemitic. This is what I'm saying. The covenant against That's what he used as his signet when he would seal his letters. 
The reason why we represent it is because our king still sits on that throne. He sits on the throne of his father, David, and he's still on that throne, right? And I'm saying that throne in, in, have, in heaven, a, a representation, not a physical, not a physical chair. All right. But he is still in existence as the king over Israel. That's what I'm saying. There isn't, he doesn't have a son to take his position. He is it. He is the last king of Israel. And he's the final king forever and ever. Wow. That's what we're saying. That's what the Bible is, has been proven. So our By king, so our king. As the seed line, the son of David. So let me follow up with that. So our king is in heaven right now. And we down here have to just deal with what we have to deal with and start to get back to the book. Is, is that what you're saying? That's, that's our duty right now. Just get back to the book. It's and not that difficult. Okay. Not that difficult to understand. It's not. It's not. It's kind of is for me. I tell you, I'm a student. He, said, so, he would leave us. Hold on. He said that he will leave us, but he will not leave us comfortless. That he will send the comforter, which is the scriptures, which is the spirit of the most high. Right? That same spirit that he walks in. Yes. You're absolutely right. And it's not spooky. It's just a vibe. And I know you understand that as, as coming from the islands, right? A vibe, meaning like we all do it together. We're in oneness. We're in one accord. We're following our king, the Hawashai Mashiach. And the Ayashupike, that is exactly what we do. We have the brotherhood. The brotherhood, because of our king, taught us to keep this brotherhood. And he will return. And as you can see on the earth, it is getting closer and closer to the day of his return. Texas froze over two weeks ago. Texas was in, went, was under ice. So it's, it, it is calamity. It, 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 it is plague and calamity. It's coming into, into pass. It is showing and proving the power of the Most High is getting ready to unleash. So you're saying calamity came back to us. In calamity is when, when the Most High is going to come. I thought the Bible, from what I've, I thought I, I looked, looked a couple pages that I read, kind of shared that it is that we create an environment for the Most High return by, by getting back to the, uh, the discipline of following. This is what gets me upset. It's because you say you follow Holly Selassie, yes. right? Holly Selassie is not physically with you. It doesn't have to be anymore. He transcended. Ascended into the heaven, right? And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. It's so difficult to understand that. And he's physical with you. Where is Holly Selassie? Holly Selassie isn't physically here. He's not going to call the radio station. I can't write him a letter. Am I right? But you can write Jesus. But you would go, oh my goodness, he just said. But you can write Jesus Christ. You can write. We over here dying. What's going on? We need somebody to follow. And you know what happens to people like that? They follow Penny. But you, but Captain Azena, draw a comparison. Draw a comparison. Then we gotta follow this person. Then we gotta follow this person. Al Sharpton, Michelle Obama, Joe Biden. We gonna follow everybody. You know why? Because you want something. Jesus Christ said it.
at it like it's far-fetched. But you're following a man from Ethiopian descent. Was that Jesus a man? It's not even him. Wasn't, was not Jesus a man? You're, abs you're, you're, you're saying exactly what I'm just saying, brother. That Jesus was a man. Right. But this is the point. But he transcended. He went up to heaven. Ooh. In the Bible, that Jesus Christ is from the seed line of David. Right. So he was a man. That prove that Salati is from the seed line of David. You can't do that according to... Actually, you can. Actually, you can. That's it. You We gotta 
have fun in Christmas, and let's just say that it's part of the Bible. Let's say Jesus was born on December 25th to a virgin girl, and, oh. this, and the Spirit of God just came down and impregnated her. You know how you know nasty and disgusting that sounds? Yeah. That sounds disgustingly nasty. Brother. That's right. That sounds nasty. And then Joseph going lay with Mary after God that had sex with Mary. Thing. 
understand the concept, brother? Right. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm getting at, brother? Yes. We do things that are physical children, but based on a spiritual concept. No, that's not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, when you keep the law, statutes, and commandments, right, you're doing spiritual things, but you're doing it physically. It's not that hard. I won't look at your wife. I won't look at your wife. I wouldn't commit adultery on you. You're my brother, right? Adultery is physical. You understand what I'm saying? I wouldn't do that. But it's motivation is spiritual. But the motivation is spiritual. You're not understanding what I'm saying, brother. You ask me if we're the children of God. Yes, we're the sons of God. I'm not saying that. What I said before. I'm saying he's sitting on the throne now. Y'all not getting what I'm saying. No, no, I got that point. I got, I, I got that point. Okay. I got that point. I, what's the point? What's the question? Okay, okay, okay. Here's the point. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy you, you finally yielded after all these shows right here to um, John chapter one. Right, John, he came to his own, and his own received him. Now, you know this verse, you know this verse, you know this verse. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. Power is like authority to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. In that sense, that we're just saying doing, doing a spiritual thing through physical acts, but really it's about the spirit. No, I didn't speak for five minutes. Five, ten minutes. Is that difficult to understand? No, no, brother, no. I'm saying no. So, so, so our sonship, our sonship is not based on our faith in in the Most High Son, His number one Son, Yeshua. You said our sonship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bit of us being sons according to John, according to the Bible, according to the Bible, John chapter 1. No, no that's not what that's talking about. We're, we're no, Israelites. No, so. We can't help that we're Israelites regardless of anything. Many people don't believe it. Really? You see, that's your problem with the other Israelites. They were so proud of their physical descent, so they were violating the spiritual covenant that the Almighty had to put our people away, those who thought that way. Here it says clearly that as many as I'm saying it's all Israel. You're an Israelite. But not all Israel is Israel. Not all who are of Israel is Israel. It's speaking about the more spiritual remnant, the ones who keep the covenant, more statute remnant. Okay, but I'm, I'm trying to get to your point, and your point is trying to stretch to, to something, and I'm saying, no, that's not this. That's not what it was. You ask me a question and I'm saying no, that's not what that's talking about. Oh, okay. So, so John chapter one verse twelve is not talking about sonship based on the authority of faith in Yeshua. So, if if I'm hearing, okay, 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 okay. We're coming up on that time. Okay, thank you, thank you. Toda, I'm I'm hearing some um, a lot of things. And I know we're up on our time, so I'm trying to be responsive to that because I don't want to open up another page. At the same time, if we are the son of the Most High, and who's sitting on the throne is not God himself, but Jesus is sitting on the throne. 
Um, I need some understanding in that because there's a separation between them both. Um, right. Um, if God is the ultimate, why wouldn't God sit on His own, sit on the throne? But we, we got it's because because this is just about the earth. I, I, I got to understand this. You know, I mean, it got to make sense to me. You're saying you're saying the earth, right? Okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to understand if if, if, there's, if there's a throne, if there's a throne in heaven, uh, if there's a throne in heaven, the son is going to sit on it, not the father. You said Rastafari? No, it won't be the father that sit on the throne. If, if, it's, if we're talking about heaven, father. the father won't sit on the throne, but the son is going to sit on the throne. According to what, what I'm hearing you say. Did, did you hear what I said when I said... The Most High says that the earth is his footstool. Okay. The earth is his footstool. He set David up as the king over Israel. And through his bloodline, through his uh, genealogy, his seed line, comes Jesus Christ. It's not that difficult as much as you're making it. The Most High set it up and established it. You will agree that the Most High set up David as the king over Israel. Right. You will agree with that. Right. Yes, he had sons, and his sons were ruled. And in Psalms, he talks about there's a Lord, the Lord ruling over him. And they asked, they asked Jesus Christ that. They said, well, who was he talking to? What is he talking about? They couldn't grasp the understanding that although Jesus Christ was before David, he came after David through his seed line. That's simple. He just came through his seed line. He was a physical man, like you said. It's not that difficult at all. But, but he ascended. I don't sit on that throne. But he ascended. He set up that throne for him to sit on. He set up that throne for David to sit on. The and fifth. his sons. And now his begotten son, Jesus Christ. He uh, sits on the throne. And, and his son. I just read it. I just read it in Luke chapter um, 1, verse 32. What does it say? He said to give him the throne of his father David. He has the throne of his father David. That's why the Most High established this thing. And made sure that Jesus Christ would be the last one on the throne. That's what it is. Mm. And and ascended, and now we and to be returned. Um, can can I point out something? Sure. You remember Revelation where it says where where it says that that he who overcomes will have the right to sit on the throne, as I have overcome and sat on the throne with my father. You know that part in the scripture. Because you said about the Father, yeah, right here, it's in, it's in Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Because you said that the Father doesn't have me to sit on the throne, but it says, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. Okay. It's that part right here. So for the overcomer, this is what connects with the next part of the prophecy about the 12 thrones, both the Messiah said about the disciples overcoming and sitting on 12 thrones, and also the Psalms of David talk about the there are thrones set, you know, the, you know, thrones of judgment set, you know, for the 12, I'm paraphrasing, for the 12 tribes of the house of Israel. It's one of the ascension songs. It's not that different call one thing. They all ruling together. That's what that's saying. 
have a wonderful time. We out there saving black people. Like, we physically go out. Hallelujah. We was out there physically Hallelujah. talking to very, very, very well. Giving them a solution. Giving them the Bible. I don't see that from nobody else. But y'all can do whatever you want. How could somebody join you? Go to Ethiopia. How could somebody join you this evening? How could somebody join you this evening? I'm ashamed, man. That's sad. But nevertheless, believe what you want. How can you share? Please share with people how to get in touch with uh, ISUPK so that they can participate in the work for the collective liberation of our people, That you, the good work that you're doing. Can you share that, please? If you're listening to this right now, I want you all to go on YouTube and type in Commanding General Yahana, Y-A-H-A-N-N-A. Commanding General Yahana right now as we speak is debating against the Proud Boys. And he's crushing. The Proud Boys is the group of, of white men that stormed the Capitol on January 6th and destroyed the Capitol building. And you know who's debating him and, and, and destroying them through the Bible and proving who the real Israelites are and that these people are savages and wrong? You can watch it right now. Commanding General Yahana of the ISUPK, Y-A-H-A-N-N-A. That's all I'm going to say. And, how do, and, and where are you in, in Syracuse? 400 years and we have to continue to look for remnants of our collective history uh, sometimes we have to have a higher consciousness to be able to see things and um, accept things even without without understanding without even seeing so I want to give thanks and I want to see you guys uh, beloved brothers back here same time next week the eight o'clock and for uh, what do you know about God and his chosen people give thanks beloved blessed love Oh, <laughs> 